Hey folks, Brian Smith here. We're doing a solo cast today. When I say we, I mean me. Solo cast means just me and the mic. No Jason, no producer, no guest. I'm just talking about things that I want to talk about. And I uh, haven't done one of these since January. So if you don't know what a solo cast is and you haven't listened to the podcast very long, that's why. I just don't do a lot of these. Don't have a lot of time to record just my personal thoughts on the world and the state of affairs. And also, I don't like doing it. I don't like revealing things about myself and feeling vulnerable. But I think it's important to hop on the mic every once in a while so that you can get to know me a little bit and understand who is the person behind the voice and who is the person asking the questions. What are they all about? What are their values? So that's what I'm doing. How are you guys doing, by the way? Are you vaxxed? That's the question of the month of the year. Are you vaccinated? Are you planning on getting vaccinated? If you're not, I urge you to do that. Please, for yourself, for your family, for your community, for the world. We really need people to hop on that train and get vaccinated so that we can try to find some semblance of normalcy. And how's everything else going, by the way? Let me know. Reach out to me on social media, at DreamPathPod on Instagram, at DreamPathPod on Facebook. And a lot of people aren't on Facebook anymore, but I still am. I check it every single day. You can also email me at brian at dreampathpod.com and connect with me. Let me know what you're thinking about the show. Let me know what kinds of guests you want to hear from. Do you have interview ideas? And uh, do you have any critiques of how I'm approaching these interviews? I'm totally open to criticism, so let me know what's going on. But anyway, back to the solo cast. I just wanted to check in and let you know that I have been reflecting on the last year and a half. And the reason I've been reflecting is the 9-11 20th anniversary just happened. And I've been thinking about events that have made me refocus on what's important in life. And I think that's the first event that I can recall in my lifetime that really made me rethink my value system and how I spend my time and who I spend my time with and what I do. 9-11 for me was a turning point. It was a before and after event. And what I mean by before and after event, it was an event that once it happens, there's no going back. There is no going back to a pre-9-11. And once 9-11 happened, we all seemed to come together as a country for purposes of feeling united against a common enemy. But we also started a process of being divided in some important ways. And I wanted to just share with you my thoughts about 9-11 and how that influenced my decision to focus on the arts and ultimately to focus on the podcast and talking to creatives. And I didn't really piece it all together until recently. I don't think I was thinking about 9-11 when I started the podcast, but now that the 20th anniversary has happened, I can't help but acknowledge the fact that that was in the back of my mind and was a very influential moment in history for me. These before and after events happen for everyone. For me, the event of losing my father, he was 56 when he died of heart failure. 
And I think I was in my early 30s, 2003. I think I was like 32 years old or so. And it was devastating to lose someone that you love that close to you without a lot of warning was devastating to me. And it's still a trauma that I carry with me. But it was also, in a way, a gift. And I try to look at losses like 9 11, like the loss of my father, as gifts because. Well, first of all, if you just look at them as tragedies, you know, you're really missing out on an opportunity, which is a, a teaching moment to do something with that pain and with that heaviness and trauma. And for me, losing my dad was a before and after event because once that happens, there is no going back to a time where everything is okay and you have both your parents. And it's just one of these events that. Once it happens, life changes forever. Same thing with 9-11. And so 9-11 and losing my dad, I carried with me for years as I worked my ass off as a trial attorney and neglected still, even with those events hanging over me and this acute understanding that I was starting to have about my own mortality and the fragility of life and the urgency of just doing what you want to do, what you need to do right now and not waiting. I still did not do the things I wanted to do creatively. I don't know what was holding me back. But at some point, and I think I told the story of how I started this podcast in talking to my friend Brent Morgan, who convinced me basically to start it. I spent a couple of days with him at his house in Santa Monica. Hadn't seen him in a long time, probably 10 years. And he emphatically told me I had to start the podcast. I didn't know it at the time, but he was speaking from a place of deep sorrow and depression. And I didn't pick up on it at the time, but he shortly after that committed suicide. So after I started my podcast, he was very supportive of it. He was my first fan, so to speak. He listened to all the episodes. He would send me text messages and cheer me on. But not too long after I started the podcast, he killed himself. And it floored me. It's another turning point in my life, another before and after event. There's life before Brent, my best friend, passed away. There's life after. And with his passing, I tried for the first time consciously tried to find a silver lining with that event, with losing my friend. And the silver lining is the extreme urgency of living your life now and just really feeling it and understanding it that there's a lot of folks who are in a place where they're suffering deeply or they can't do the things they want to do because they're struggling with mental illness. And here I am not struggling with mental illness. All I have are excuses. Okay, I'm busy. I'm working. Super busy at work, busy with my family. So I don't have time to write that screenplay or write that song or play in that band or learn how to play a new instrument or write in a journal every day or do anything creatively or paint. And so those excuses that I made up for so many years started to fall away from my reality, started to become less of a barrier for me after Brent died. And that's when it really hit home for me that I needed to actively, 
intentionally start working on my bucket list, my creative bucket list. And sure, the podcast is part of that. Okay. Talking to creatives and getting inspired and figuring out how they do what they do and how they become successful. But it's also bigger than that. It's not just starting a podcast. There has to be something that happens, a spark inside of you that drives you to create in a very personal way. And that's what I'm working on right now. And so I wanted to just share my thought process about that as it relates to the pandemic as well. Because about a year and a half ago, I was at Sundance Film Festival and I was there in January, February of 2020, enjoying the films. I was there for two weeks. I was covering uh, red carpet events and premieres and doing long form interviews. And it was incredible. And right at the tail end of that event is when the pandemic started. I think I read the first news article about the very first patient, patient zero, who was diagnosed in the Seattle area in Washington state. And that was the first patient who was diagnosed in the entire country with COVID. And at that time, I don't think anybody knew how life-changing, how world-changing that would be for everyone. But it was. It turned out to be this before and after event, just like 9-11, just like losing my father. But for the world, you know, losing my father was insignificant. For the world, the pandemic was this turning point event that changed everything for everyone, probably for generations. I don't want to say forever, but for a long, long time. And it was remarkable. And this is what I really wanted to focus on in this solo cast. It was remarkable as I continued to do these interviews via Zoom because I couldn't travel to Los Angeles and interview folks in person anymore, that the creatives I was talking to, they were still creating despite all of the uncertainty about whether Hollywood would even be a thing anymore, whether music venues would still be hosting live events and people would be able to perform live, they were still creating, they were still writing songs, and they still had hope. They never gave up on that hope. And I remember one of my first interviews that I did via Zoom. I was a total idiot with the technology. I was in my linen closet surrounded by my daughter's prom dresses, interviewing Nick Cassavetes, who had directed The Notebook. And the sound was terrible because the audio I just had not figured out yet. And I was talking to him about creativity and he, I could just tell, he had the same uncertainty I did about whether he would be able to continue creating. And he still maintained hope despite all of the uncertainty about whether he could continue doing what he was doing, writing screenplays, talking to producers, getting ready to make his next project, his next film. And that first interview I had with Nick really inspired me to keep going with the podcast and to keep going creatively with my own creative bucket list. And that continued on with many more Zoom interviews after that with musicians and filmmakers and painters and poets and all of the folks that I talk to on a regular basis. So I think the takeaway, as I look back on the catalog of interviews that I've conducted over the last year and a half during the pandemic, and the takeaway of these before and after events of 9-11, of losing my father, 
of the pandemic and the folks that I've lost, the friends that I've lost during the pandemic as a result of COVID, is that you have to keep on doing what is important to you. That means living your life now. What are you doing currently to live the life that you want to live right now? Are you spending time with the people that you want to spend time with? Are you traveling to the places you want to travel? I know that COVID prevents us from traveling and some of you aren't comfortable going places yet and you have very good reasons for not going. But what are you doing to check off those items on your bucket list? If you don't live your life now, when are you going to live it? You know, I grew up middle class to lower middle class, but I had a lot of friends whose parents were doctors. And one thing that has happened that I've observed over the last, I'd say, 10 years is that when their parents, who were physicians, retired, they had worked a long, long time, very hard, sacrificing a lot, sacrificing family time, sacrificing vacation time, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, because they thought they would eventually be able to live the life they wanted to live in retirement. They'd be able to travel places they wanted to go and spend their time the way they wanted to spend their time. But once they retire, within about six months, they get sick and die of some illness. And uh, usually it's cancer. And I don't bring that up to be morbid or doom and gloom about life, but I do bring it up to emphasize how urgent it is that we not wait to live the life that we want to live. Because as the spinners once sang, tomorrow may never come. I hope you're doing well, staying safe and healthy. And until next time, go out and live your life now. 